Welcome once again to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am fantastic. Excellent. And in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, now, uh, a couple of things before we uh, get into our... Uh, discussions and, and whatnot about Game of Thrones and all that, we have a few house-cleaning things. So uh, first off, uh, Eric, you do another podcast with your buddy Dan. Why don't folks know about that? Uh, it is a general interest podcast called the Ascancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it on Stitcher and on the iTunes Store, and we just recorded our 250th episode. I don't have a, a thing to blow to make noise and, and spin. Well, and... you know, oh, he's so fucking special. <laughs> I've got 250 episodes. I'm going to make a big deal of it. Well, te- <laughs> technically, game, uh, uh, the other podcast, uh, which Eric will discuss in a moment, uh, Dark Discussions, um, should have 252, but there was a couple of weeks there that uh, I must have slagged off somewhere. <laughs> but it happens. Um, wah, now, wah. Yes, yes. Uh, so, And you also, uh, Eric, by the way, uh, Scansity Podcast had its fifth anniversary. That's true. It happened last month. That's right. That's right. A- uh, actually, uh, a month and three days ago because it was yes. actually april not, not, not may I forgot yes. we were in june already holy shit what what the hell's going on i know six 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 two twenty sixteen the, the devil worshipers uh, i read it online it's uh, celebrating the uh it's the 40th anniversary of the release of the omen in the uk oh fuck uh, that it's the 10th anniversary of the release of the remake of the omen oh no <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Lee Remick and Gregory Peck are rolling in their grave with that comment, Mike. Oh, come on, terrible. Anyway, so uh, let's uh, uh, continue with uh, some more house cleaning. And uh, Mike, uh, I know you have a couple blogs, but we'll discuss those in a little bit. But why don't you let folks know about a blog, a genre blog that you do, uh, the website and all that? Uh, you're talking about unnatural selections. Oh, okay, yeah. If that's the one you were referring to? Because you said I had a couple. I'm trying to wonder what the other ones are. I don't know what he's talking about, Mike. Let me rephrase. I know that you've posted twice in the past couple of days. Oh, a couple of posts, yes. Yeah, well, we'll I've discussed those posts in a little bit. I would just want to know about the website itself and what it is the website about. Is, the website is Unnatural Selections, www.unnaturalselections.com, where just whatever my musings are at the moment that I happen to get around to uh, – once or twice a year, but it's uh, actually. But it's related to genre, though, right? But it is it's all genre-related stuff. Yeah, it's not t- talking about how to, uh, you know, um, prevent fix ca- a car or yeah, yeah or, or, or yeah. do anything that actually is practical or right. useful in any way or, or some way productive to society. Fair enough. Now, uh, Eric, uh, by the way, uh, I heard that you do another podcast too, a third one. You heard, huh? Did you hear about it? Perhaps because you run it. Uh, it is the Dark Discussions podcast. It is the podcast that this is a spinoff of. Uh, it is your place for discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. Did I, I get it I, right that time? You got it right, but I all still... All right! I'm still and, disappointed, though. You didn't say the one line you always say, which is, I'm a podcasting fool! <laughs> well, that's that's just a given. And, and I uh, want to point out that Dark Discussions is closing in on its 250th episode! Well, it is. Yeah. Let's say something <laughs> when we get there. <laughs> wow, we're all in rare form tonight. Uh, yes, but Dark Discussions is the original. Uh, and 
You Know Nothing Jon Snow is actually a sister podcast. We do have our own feed for You Know Nothing Jon Snow, but it is also on the Dark Discussions feed. And for communication purposes, use all the Dark Discussions uh, methods. So you can send email to darkdiscussions at AOL.com, and you can find us on our Facebook page and at darkdiscussions.com. That's right, and that's... uh on, on the bottom of every page of darkdiscussions.com, uh, links to all these things uh, for Jon Snow as well, which is the email, the Facebook group, uh, the Stitcher, the iTunes, uh, and various other items. And on darkdiscussions.com, you can listen to the podcast directly. You know nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast, directly from the site. Save the episodes if you prefer them and put them onto your iPod or whatnot. And you also can... Um, listen to Dark Discussions podcast there too, and you know nothing. Jon Snow Game of Thrones podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher, both under Dark Discussions podcast feed as well as its own feed. You know nothing, Jon Snow Game of Thrones podcast. Now uh, let's see what else. Um, so Mike, Mike, uh, you have some news about uh, a convention that you know nothing, Jon Snow Game of Thrones podcast uh, was represented at. Yeah, we went to Scaricon, New England uh, this past weekend, June 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, we were invited uh, about a month ago. Seemed to be a little bit last minute, but they were uh, you know, inviting all the very best podcasters and then us. Um, and uh, th- there was a blast. This is my first time on the other side of the line, as I keep saying, because uh, I've been going to cons since, I think, 1986, or, or actually maybe even earlier, if you go to get gaming conventions, uh, probably since 82. Um, it's my first time I've ever been invited to a convention that I had no idea even existed or interest in going in. Um, so it was just sort of a surreal experience. So admittedly out of the, you know, let's say 40 or odd people, you know, guests that were there, I was, you know, number 40, maybe, maybe 41. Uh, nevertheless, I got the little badge and you got a little bit, I actually got a little special treatment. I don't know about you, Phil, but I had a few people give me some special, uh, services so oh gosh are you allowed to talk about that on here well i don't want to mention any names in particular but i did get like a a deal or two from a from a couple of vendors or from uh from a couple of celebrities and i don't uh you know so it's and they're like oh hey no you're you're like you're one of us i was like i'm in the club one of us one well, of us. Well, I, I got a great story too. One of the vendors I went to, uh, that gave me a deal. I, again, yeah, maybe we shouldn't give those just because then they could get bombarded by listeners. But, um, this one was, um, giving me deals all week and then, or weekend, I should say. And then, uh, when I was there, uh, looking at some other stuff to pick up, uh, this person came in, you know, said, I'll take these. And they said $20. And then, you know, he left. And then with the guy, um, went back to me, I go, uh, yeah, I didn't want to say something because about, you know, the, the discount you were giving me because I was about to ask you if I could get this for 15 He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. So, yeah, we were getting treat. Me and Mike were getting special treatments from the vendors, fellow vendors and, and uh, listeners, uh, not listeners, um, celebrities, right? So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, but, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we actually did get uh, one person for, that came up to us uh, that said that they listened to, or I should say two people, because it was a husband and wife, that said they listened to the podcast, You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast, the last season's end of season wrap-up, and they listened to it on the way home to their house, because Friday night they did not stay over. 
Uh, they did stay over on Saturday, though. And uh, when they came back Saturday morning, they told us, they go, yeah, we listened to your episode. It was great. And uh, they discussed specifics, so we know they actually did listen. So yeah, and actually, there were, were actually numbers two and three, because we had somebody who listened to the Dark Discussions podcast, too, Mr. Anthony Thurber, and we were very happy to have him as a listener. And he bought a T-shirt. Awesome. Yes, yes the so that artwork was, that was by... Cool. Uh, Artwork by Travis Heckel. Uh, Travis Heckel is one of our listeners who uh, is a fantastic artist. He uh, designed two, uh, I guess, emblems for us, which we put both on our banner at the convention as well as on the T-shirts that we sold at the convention. And what were the two designs, Mike? There was, I guess you'd call it a slasher design and a, a zombie graveyard design. Yes. Um, and, and they picked up the, uh, the, the zombie graveyard design. Um, which was cool, and, and, he, and, really, actually, and they really are great designs by Travis okay. Hackle. If you go on to the uh, uh, website, or if you go to my blog uh, on naturalselections.com, uh, you'll see pictures of Phil and I at the table and the banner behind us, and you'll see the black and white designs on either side of the banner, uh, the zombie and the, the slasher, and so you could see those, and, I, I, and I, they do make rather uh, spiffy shirts. Speaking of which, but... Well, Anthony Anthony uh, Thurber actually um, posted on Facebook uh, the five shirts that he bought at the convention, uh, proudly d- showing them, and one of them was most certainly darkdiscussions.com with the zombie hand coming out of the grave. So it's nice stuff, good stuff. Yeah, but speaking of T-shirts, Mike, uh, uh, you had some, something to mention? Yeah, well, uh, for a limited time only, uh, we have a special Dark Discussions uh, fundraiser going on to help us cover the costs of attending these conventions, amongst other Various things, and uh, it, it's uh, two different designs than, that, than the Travis Heckle designs. Um, it's a skull uh, and, and microphone design, Dark Discussions podcast, and then a little dog, a little demonic dog yapping into a microphone that says, little dogs love Is Dark Discussions. Is there any other kind of little dog? Yeah, well, okay, I, I repeat myself. But um, So those designs are available on a website called Booster.com, and these only run for a short amount of time. In this case... Running up until June thirtieth, and they're they're twenty two dollars plus shipping. Available in sizes youth extra small to four XL. Uh, the two X, three X, four X are a couple of dollars extra. For some reason, if you get the miniature sizes, they're not any cheaper. But anyway, if you want to support the Dark Discussions podcast, or you know nothing, John Snow, even though you know nothing, John Snow doesn't have its own T shirt yet. Um, then you can go there, order them, and then at the end of the month, they will run them off, and you'll get them sometime in the middle of July. Usually, you have to meet a minimum print run in order to get them run off, but we've passed the minimum threshold on both designs, so they're guaranteed to be printed off and sent to you. Uh, this is, and these are run by the people who do custom ink, uh, and I've used. A lot, I believe uh, they, I believe they're out of uh, uh, Massachusetts, as a matter of fact. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, we use them a lot at school for a lot of our fundraisers, and uh, they do great work, and and they're quality merchandise. So it's not something that's going to like give you a rash or fall apart after three washes. That's a good thing. Uh, now, Mike, uh, uh, you got to get on uh, the you know nothing Jon Snow T-shirts. Yeah, well, we'll work on that after and see if we can get uh, someone willing to design us uh, maybe a, a logo or an emblem or or something for. Uh, you know, nothing, John Snow, because it was kind of easy to find a fairly generic skull design. Yeah, horror is that, everything. Yeah, right. Pretty. Which is going to be where Game of Thrones is a little more specific, and yet uh, we are unable 
to uh, violate copyright. So even the little dog design was something that uh, was from uh, someone on uh, DeviantArt and, and um, Christian Arrow, uh, one of our listeners who's on Facebook, had found the design and, and, and showed it to us. And we said, oh, I thought that was great. That was perfect. And, I, and that gave me the idea for what to do with the dog yapping in the microphone. And But I made sure I got his permission before we sold it and gave him a small commission for uh, for the sales of the T-shirt. So, And that's uh, Maurice... Something or other. Maurice. Yeah, and I'm, I'm blanking on his name. In fact, what I really should do, um, what did I say the name of it was Booster, was Booster.com. I, I really do want to mention the names of the people who have backed us. Um, there is, of course, and you know her name well, Phil. Who is it? Uh, someone named Michelle Barkley, possibly? Yeah, Michelle Barkley, who is our number one fan. Um, we, you know, If you remember, uh, there was a, a, a host that Phil used to have. Uh, he's been locked up in her basement. Uh, ever since like episode five, uh, if you're wondering ever what happened to Gordon, so um, yeah, he's being asked for us to write blogs, you know, and or he gets his ankle broken. But uh, so Michelle Barkley's one. Our co-host Christy Peterson Schoonover is another one. Uh, honestly, I'm another. I bought a few of them uh, for myself, for my wife, and for uh, Jesse Harnot, who's made a donation to um, uh, the Frankenstein panel we'll be doing at Scares of Care in Williamsburg at the end of July. Uh, let's see. Who else did we have? And Patrick Lacey? Chris, Patrick Lacey, I think, bought one. And here we go. Uh, Christopher Percha uh, says, Entertaining podcast. Oh, they also talk about horror movies and etc. I wonder if he found us through horror etc. <laughs> or does he could think that we are horror etc., in which case he's not getting his money back. Um, Philip Butler, Dark Discussions, a fun podcast that helped me get, helps me get through my long commutes. Thanks to all of you. Uh, Kevin Letts, I think Eric knows Kevin Letts. I do. Oh, friend, Dark Discussions is your podcast for all that is horror-related and fantastic. I think that's copyrighted. Um, and hold on. Oh, uh, Christy Peterson Schoonover. Christy Peterson Schoonover. Yeah, oh, Matt, Matt, oh, I yes. missed it. I apologize. I'm sorry, Matthew Silva, uh, saying that I've listened to at least 100 episodes of Dark Discussions. Buying the shirts like paying 22 cents an episode, well worth it. And a new one is uh, Julie Vernig, bought it on June 3rd. And I'm wondering if she is a longtime listener or if she ran it to us at the convention. Uh, but she's bought one of the skull designs. So thank you, Julie. And it's good to hear some of those names because some of those names are, aren't familiar. Yeah, I was fully expecting to hear names of people that regularly appear on the podcast uh, on the podcast facebook page uh because we know those are people that are are mentally deranged and have no life but um yeah to, to hear new names like julie um or matt silva is, is really awesome and it's glad to know there are more than three people out there listening that's true and they're willing to actually spend money to buy a t-shirt that says doc discussion something yeah and that blows me away there is a there is a you know i should say this for those interested in donating to Dark Discussions, you are, or, and or for that matter, you know nothing, John Snow podcast. You can buy a T-shirt, and then there's a, a button there that you click and say, "I want to give an extra ten million dollars," um, or if you want to do like the whole Doctor Evil thing, ten million dollars. If you want to do that, you do. Or if you don't want a T-shirt but just want to give us the ten million dollars anyway, go ahead. Yep. No, and uh, we got. I want to, you know, thank those folks because uh, we aren't. One of the folks that have ever put up a PayPal thing button or really had a segment on the, the podcast saying, you know, we appreciate it if you could donate, blah, blah, blah. You know, we just suck it up and do it for fun. But 
Um, Mike had came up with this neat little idea, especially since we're going to a lot of conventions recently and such, that uh, it is greatly appreciated uh, to help uh, fund some of the the things from uh, the yearly subscription to GoDaddy, where you can find Dark Discussions uh, website, as well as where all the podcasts are actually stored that are able to be downloaded or listened to through Stitcher and iTunes. Never mind. Um, we are not a torrent site. We buy, purchase, rent, or borrow from the library every film that we watch and review. Or, and if we're lucky, maybe get a screener. But we do not uh, watch any films illegally. We specifically take it out of our own money, and it does add up each each month. My iTunes account, you know, six dollars for every film you rent. It comes, it gets up there a little bit, and uh, and then of course, as Mike mentioned. Um, the stuff like the table, the banners, um, the various other things, the giveaways that we're going to give at the conventions and whatnot. So it's greatly appreciated. Yeah, and I'll say, like, we were sitting next to the pie at the convention. We were sitting next to the fine folks at the Dorkening. Uh, and it told me that if you're wondering about if you ever want to do a podcast, just ask yourself, am I overweight? Do I have a beard? Then, yes, you can do a podcast. <laughs> uh, Mike, I'm not overweight or have a beard, though. Oh no, no, I'm not saying you can't if you don't, but those oh. are th- those are like, you know, it's like are you 7 foot tall? Then yes, you can probably play basketball. I, um, I would say I would say that yes, 90% of the podcasters that I met were overweight with beards or, or so, goatees, goatees I should say. So anyway, the Dorkening, they do a video podcast or a vlog uh uh that's uh, on YouTube and they have one a couple of days a week but they actually interviewed us along with a lot of different people at the convention so if you go to Dorkening and you know look for Phil and Mike at the Dorking uh at the Scarecotton uh New England convention you can actually see what we look like and then after you gouge your eyes out in terror um you can come back to listening to podcasts but you know but they I like I had such tech envy sitting next to them because they have like a soundboard and they have like real microphones and and a video camera, and I'm like, somebody's got a rich daddy. I don't know who it was, but <laughs> it was. Just, but yeah, I, I did. I did feel slightly inadequate. Um, but anyway, mic- microphone envy. Yeah, definitely microphone envy. Their microphones are much bigger than ours. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. It, it was. Uh, it was good to be uh, interviewed by them, meeting other people, and actually, we discussed uh, probably fifty percent of that interview. We discussed uh, you know nothing, John Snow's a Game of Thrones podcast. As a matter of fact, yeah, so. I will say that was it. People's eyes lit. Oh, you do it. It's like we have this big dark discussions, a horror podcast, and and, and you know nothing, John Snow, a dark Game of Thrones podcast, uh, but and like you do a Game of Thrones podcast. That, that seemed to be what was grabbing people. We may be putting our wrong time in the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that, if Game of Thrones ran all year long, that would be one thing. But right, right, exactly. Well, speaking of, there's something to come up with Game of Thrones news. They they, they did officially announce that the next season of Game of Thrones will, which will be season seven for those of you who are counting, um, will only be seven episodes long. Right. So there, so really, this this podcast is about to go onto life support. Well, what it is, right, is that this making it to, I guess, milk. Milk it, they're doing seven and five or something you've mentioned, Mike, or something like that? Seven, they were talking about 13 episodes left to go. They haven't decided on what to do with season eight, but they have officially set season seven as a seven-episode series. Interesting. Kind of blows, but what are you going to do? 
Um, well, uh, let's let's read an email I got here, uh, if that's all right. It's uh, from one of our listeners named uh, Michelle Barkley. Uh, hey, she we were got, just talking about her. I think so, yeah. Um, Mike Gordon out of the basement. <laughs> well, you know what? Not, not, not no disrespect to Gordon, but he is Canadian, so what are you going to do with you know? He has, yeah. <laughs> Not a good thing, uh, Canadians. Anyway, um, so here we go. Uh, Michelle Barkley. She goes, "Holy shit!" The one baker. She happens to be a baker and a pretty damn good one, by the way. Um, she posts uh, pictures of her cakes, and they're like magnificent. It's, it's unbelievable. But anyway, uh, the one baker is on vacation this week, so I am pulling double duty, which means I missed Game of Thrones last night and had to watch it when I got up today. So as you can gather, this came out. Uh, this email came out today. She goes, "Holy shit!" Again, that's all I can say. I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say about this. Uh, at this point, there's some spoilers because it's it's about last night's episode that we're about to discuss. She goes, "I knew damn well Marjorie didn't drink the Kool Aid. Everyone kept thinking she gave in, but I knew she didn't break." And she goes, I love the scene they put before the credits. I was just so excited to see the hound back. And she goes, I was furious about Arya getting stabbed. I do not think she would have been dumb enough to parade around not thinking about the waif being on the prowl for her. I truly thought, I truly thought after the last scene of the last episode that she was lying in wait for the waif with Needle. I feel like they took her character in a neck breaking opposite direction overnight. And that's bullshit. Not happy about that one. However, the last scene of this episode with the hound going for the axe left me a very happy viewer. Jamie meeting the blackfish. The blackfish rules. Sir Davos had a great shining moment talking to little lady Liana from Bear Island. What a great character she is. I am now inspired to do a new display cake for work with the hound on it. I need to make this happen. Because there's nothing that makes people want to eat cake more than the face of a burned man. <laughs> With bad teeth. And that's our episode for tonight. Thank you. Good night. So so are you, are you Eric, Eric, are you, uh, are you, do you want to die over a cake? <laughs> Somebody's going to die over a cake. That's right. <laughs> the best. All right, so... Uh, Let's get into our episode tonight. Um, let me throw out some of the information behind it. Um, I assume no one else has any more information. At least Eric would prefer that. So let's get into the episode. So uh, this is the details I got. The name of the episode was, um, of course, my, my thing freezes. Okay, here it is. Um, the something man, broken man. Broken Man is the name of the episode, and, and we kind of got guessed it last week what it may mean. But either way, uh, a couple more things. Uh, 6.71 million people watched Blood of My Blood, episode 6, which is the lowest so far this season. Um, for tonight's you episode. Suckers, they missed a good one. They did. Uh, the Broken Man, episode 7, uh, was directed by Mark Mylard. Mark Mylard was one of the, I believe, the co runners of. Uh, or co-producers for that matter, which is probably the same thing, uh, for Entourage, and, and a director of Entourage. That's what he's probably known for the most. He did do episodes three and four of last season as well of Game of Thrones. These are his seven and eight will be his third and fourth. Uh, Brian Cogman directed it. I mean, not directed it, wrote it. 
and we discussed Brian Carbon last week. He's an executive producer of the show, and he is a screenwriter attached to many high-profile projects uh, at theaters coming up. Uh, whether any of those will actually come about, don't know. But uh, his main uh, no, he's mainly known as a writer for Brian um, for Game of Thrones, uh, and that's it. That's the information. So. Um, no reason to throw a spoiler out because Michelle Barkley's email destroyed everything. Yeah, right, pretty much. Well, we have about 30 seconds of podcast to do. That's right. Now we have to discuss all the things that Michelle Barkley <laughs> talked about. Um, uh, well, 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 let's start, let's start at the beginning and I want to start by giving kudos to Mike. Uh, because not only did Mike, uh, also suspect that the hound was returning, but he described Exactly the circumstances under which the hound came back into the picture. Well, wait and a minute. That was fairly impressive. You, what you should be crediting Mike for is stealing the theories of some other nerd on the, on the internet. <laughs> okay, because, well, at least you owned up to it. Yeah, well, no, look, I, I have suspected uh, that the hound has been alive since he was left by Arya, but the idea of him being taken in there is a character in the books who's like in a monk or something like that or that's right yeah. that some people believe is the hound uh but because it's a book if nobody says hey that's the hound um you can't see you know right. that it's the same actor um so and then some people had had ventured in uh to the idea that well if the mountain is going to be cersei's champion who will be fighting right. for uh, f- for the seven? And they they suggested that um, that the hound would make a whole lot of sense, especially if, uh, as some people think, that Cersei's going to end up on the same end of the ledger as Tyrion did. Uh huh. So we so when some people referred to as the Clegane Bowl online. So <laughs> right. all I did was recognize a really fucking awesome theory. Um, I didn't come up with it myself. However, okay. however, anyone who wants to give me credit, please do. Well, I just did, and you blew it. Oh, fuck, yeah, I did. Oh, well. <laughs> So, anyway, I want to talk about the very opening scene of the show, because uh, the show opens up, and we see a bunch of people building something, and there's this happy music going on, and the sun is shining, and it almost looks like an Amish barn raising or something, and I'm I'm looking at this. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? The right show? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, Eric, is Eric, this, it, is this really was, Game of Thrones? There was an interesting thing that they did though, which is this scene came on before the credits. Right, mm-hmm. it was a cold open. So yeah, so so I'm sitting there watching this, thinking maybe I like clicked on the wrong thing on HBO now, uh, and then you get this shot of. Uh, there's there's three guys carrying a log towards this thing that they're building, and there's four guys carrying another log that they're bu- the to the building they're constructing, and then there's a shot of one really big dude carrying a log all by himself, and you're like, oh, that dude's strong, and he drops the log on the ground, and the camera rolls around and reveals that it is the hound. The hound then, is back, and then play music. Yep. And then so, the credits roll. Right. And Mike immediately sends a, a text that says, hell, I uh, know, fuck yeah. Yeah, of course. That's the exactly. appropriate reaction. 
It sure is. Now, um, <laughs> that's the only appropriate reaction. <laughs> yes, yes, because the chicken man is the is the best character. Okay, does. now Phil, I knew this was going to come up. Yes, I got I got to ban your use of that phrase. The, the, he's not the fucking chicken man. All right, that makes him sound like Colonel Sanders. His name is Sander Kuglane. And he already okay. has a nickname. His nickname is the Hound, and the Hound is a way cooler nickname than the fucking Chicken Man. But the, <laughs> scene, the Chicken he, scene was awesome, though. He's a, well, he's actually remember? No, he was in the in the military, and he had a rank. He was Colonel Sanders Clegane. So I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Hound. He's not the, the fucking best, Chicken Man. Uh, that's true, but it's in honor of the best scene in the entire six seasons. But you got to call him the in Hound. My opinion. Fair enough. Fair All enough. right. I'll, I'll stop calling him the chicken man. Um, I, I did want to mention uh, they did show another actor of uh, significance uh, on the, the the show that, before the credits, which was uh, Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Uh, me and uh, uh, what's the woman, Mike, that, at ScareCon? I mean, Scare's the kid that we're going to do the panel with. Uh, Elizabeth Catherine Gray. Yes, right. Yeah, she actually posted on my Facebook page. Uh, talking about McShane, and I was curious why she mentioned it to me because I've never mentioned the man's name, but I think I know why. Because she must have listened to the Dark Discussions podcast or uh, whatnot, because uh, Sexy Beast, which is one of the movies I chose for a poll that we did on that website, has Ian McShane in it, and Ian McShane was probably the best part of Sexy Beast, that movie, and I think she kind of put one-to-one together, or A to B together, or whatever the term is, and said, oh, film us like Ian McShane, and she sure does, too. Oh, and my he, God, and, and the, the the posting that followed that, if your spouses had seen that, there would be divorce papers followed immediately for infidelity. Yeah, it looked like I was a homosexual, and that she she was, uh, like, like fawning over... Uh, uh, no, she was... I was a homosexual for Ian McShane, and she was a uh, stalker of Ian McShane. That's what it sounded like. Well, it sounded like you were both going to have sex over how much you get turned on by Ian McShane. Wow. So, uh, yes, that's a fair point, too, Mike. I didn't look at it that <laughs> way. So, yes, yes. It looked like me and her were having an affair because our we have the same hobby, which is fawning over Ian McShane. <laughs> Ian McShane, yeah. who is locked up in your basement as you make him write fan fiction before you hobble his ankles. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, Ian McShane appeared, and uh, you can... I gather that both myself and her in our conversation were quite disappointed that he was just a guest star and wasn't we, because I originally thought when we I saw him that he was going to be a new star of the show and that would have been awesome because he's the best. Yes, but it, it wasn't. We'll discuss all that later as uh, we get up there. But uh, now, do you want to continue talking about the the Hound straight, or should we skip that because it's such awesomeness and leave that for last? I the way this show goes now, I think it's almost makes more sense to go storyline by storyline than chronological order. Myself, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, I agree. It's just so let's since we're already on the topic, let's go houndy. Okay, let's get down with the hound. Um, so basically, the hound is uh, with this, I guess, independent chapter of the Church of the Seven. Is that? What we're seeing here? It appears that way, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're definitely the Church of the Seven Gods, but uh, but you know you know what? I, I don't even know if it's that, because the... the well, Church, Ian McShane's wearing the seven-pointed what, what star it, on his chest. But let me explain. What it is is that I think they were 
a seven star, seven god believers whether or not the sparrow took over. The sparrow just yes. became a fanatic. Is all that you know? That's that's, that's the only difference. Okay. Yeah. Um, because every everybody on the south is a is basically a seven god worshiper anyway. Well, they are now, or they'll get the hanged. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to me that he's he's a he's a branch, right? That I, I don't know what the formal structure, you know, because you used to have the high high septon, right? Who was the guy that got whipped in the? Uh, That's right. In Littlefinger's brothel, so he would he would have been like the pope. Yep. And and he's more of a a, a culty figurehead, and. Uh, Culty cult cult. Culty cult cult, yeah. Call back to another Dark Discussions episode. Uh, yeah, so what what authority he has over everybody else is debatable out, you know, outside the walls of um, not Castle Black. King's Landing. But within King's Landing they've got people with sticks that have pointy things on them. But Mike, we're 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 forgetting the whole thing, which is it could be similar to uh, the Christianity faith or the or the Islam faith, where there's so many different sects within each of those things that they have nothing to do with each other except they believe in the same God type of thing. Right. You know. So oh, so you that could, important. Yeah, th- these could be the Catholics where the Hound is, and at King's Landing it could be the Baptists. Who knows? You know. It, it, but it's a right. chapter of a religion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Ian McShane is their leader. Um, and I really liked the conversations he was having with the Hound. Oh, he's awesome. Um, because basically, he's he's very down to earth, and he's like, seven gods, one god, I, I don't know. Uh, he's, he's like, I don't, I don't know what it's all about. I'm just doing my best to get by. Um, and he tells the story about how he uh, how he found the Hound and thought he was dead uh, and was going to give him a proper burial when he coughed. Uh, he says, "I nearly shit myself." <laughs> uh, so he nursed the nursed the hound back to life, uh, even though he thought he was going to die. And he asked the hound, "What kept you going?" And the hound answer is, "Hate." <laughs> so I'm wondering who his hate is directed towards at this point. Whether it's Arya or Brienne or both of them or the whole world or what? I think well, it's the I- whole world. Yeah, I think it's either the whole world, it's his brother specifically, uh, I think it's, as he would say, Kuntz, uh, in general, uh, people who have swords with names, uh, people who eat chicken, uh, knights, because he refused to be knighted. Yeah, and anyone over six and a half feet tall, um, he's, he's got a lot of hey, cats, naturally, because, you know, he's the hound, um, People with faces that match on each side, right? So, right. Uh, yeah, he's he, you know there, he's got a lot of people that he hates. I think really most, if I can psychoanalyze a little bit here, he likes Sansa. Therefore, he's going to lead eventually get there. Well, he likes Sansa and he likes Arya, and okay. I really think that a lot of his hate, if I if I can have a moment of deepness. is is really self directed um, because he's done a lot of shit things over the years. And I think deep down there's probably some decency, and we get that when he protects right. Sansa from being raped, when he looks out for Arya when he didn't have to. Uh, uh, and, and we also get it in this episode when Ian McShane's given his little speech about it's never too late to stop killing, it's never too late to stop stealing. Two of them make eye contact, and it's clear 
that the hound is really taking in what he's saying. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and he's getting it from a person basically that's just like him. Uh, Ian McShane's character, I think his name's Roy, uh, was basically uh, a non-disfigured hound prior to becoming religious because he explains right. how he did terrible things too and hated the world and and was a big warrior and all that and now he's just sick and tired of, of killing and and he just you know he does a speech where you have a. I only have, you know, so many years left in this life. I can't ch- change the things I've done in the past, but I, everything forward I can make sure I do is good. So he's at this encampment, and uh, at one point, uh, these three guys on horseback come riding up, and they're from the Brothers Without Banners. Um, and they She's have a witch! This- <laughs> uh, the night they is have dark. This- they, have this- they-, they say that. They say the night is dark and full of terrors. And they have this little confrontation uh, and basically say, uh, what are you doing here? Uh, You know, uh, we're we're protecting people. And uh, it's a little bit weird, and they eventually ride away, but you can tell that they're really not good guys. It was like the Uh, mob, right? Kind of. We need your protection money. Even though we're not really going to do anything, we just want your money, but we'll just say it's protection money. Right, right. And uh, then the machine's like, well, we really don't have anything to offer. Right. Yeah, they, they have no money, they have no steel, they have no gold you know, yeah, or anything no, like that. Yeah. No boats, no lights, no motor cars, not a single luxury. Oh, God. Right. right. And then <laughs> the, the hound was funny, though. He goes, he goes, well, I know you lie because we do have steel, and you said you didn't have steel. And, and But, you know, seeing machines, you know, basically saying, you know, I mean, we barely have any anyway, and, and why the main thing is to keep peace, keep the peace, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually surprised because I – even though I know the, um, we, we don't know much about the men or the soldiers without banners or whatever the hell they're called, uh, except from the period where um, Arya and the Hound were basically captured by them earlier. Back in season three, yeah, for yeah, like a couple of episodes. Yeah, and they seemed decent, and yet they seemed bad too at the time because you know they were trying to you know do justice on the Hound and all this other stuff, but but. I didn't know that they were necessarily that much of a what we would call uh, scumbags, and this showed them to be a, just another group of scumbags. And I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Like, I, we don't know much about them, and I just assumed that they were more killing soldiers, not just trying to protect, quote unquote, protect you know just regular people. I thought they were just doing it to the various armies, and it was surprising to see that they were actually doing their deeds, not just to the armies, but also to uh, just commoners. In other words, they weren't really like the mob. The mob would leave the, uh, their, um, uh, what's the term they call people that aren't in the mob? Uh, civilians. Usually leave the <laughs> civilians alone. Here, that's not true. These, were, these broke the mob code. Well, I think that's a flawed analogy to begin with, but... Uh, Damn, I thought it was good. <laughs> But uh, basically what happens is that uh, uh, later on, the the Hound is kind of a solitary guy. He doesn't like to be around other people. And generally other people don't like to be around him because he's scary. Um, but he's like off in the woods doing his thing, cutting branches off of trees, getting around to be logs and bring them back. And uh, here's a commotion, comes back and finds that the uh, Brothers Without Banners have slaughtered everybody in the camp, including Ian McShane, who's hanging in the temple that they were building. 
Um, and so it, the very it, it, last- was sh- it was shocking, in my opinion, Eric, because Ian McShane, we discover, based off of the attack, was a pretty impressive warrior. But the difference is he had no weapons, I guess. I, I wasn't that shocked. Um, and he was but- outnumbered, and he's out <laughs> of practice, and he's old. And- <laughs> right, right. So basically everybody but the Hound is slaughtered. Uh, and then the very last shot of this episode uh, is him walking up and, and discovering this um, and then grabbing his axe and walking off screen. Um, so the Hound is back, baby, and he's out for blood. So I can't wait to see him try and get his vengeance in the next episode. And that's exactly what I texted when that happened. Vengeance is coming is what I wrote. That's right. That's right. So I I was, I mean... Honestly, this might be my favorite episode so far this year, and the Hound is a big, big reason for it. Because um, it's just, he's such a great, him, and we also uh, see the reappearance of Bronn this episode, although we never thought Bronn was dead. He's been gone for a while. Uh, so those two coming back in the same episode really made an impact on me. Two just best thinking, characters. Just, just, just thinking about how much I've missed these guys, because they're awesome characters. Now, Eric, let me ask you this. Um, I remember a couple of seasons ago, three, you know, when we were discussing this, uh, maybe as one of the episodes of Dark Discussions before we, we broke off and made our, this podcast, uh, that you really believed the town was dead and he wasn't coming back. I did. Very well. I was just verifying that. That's all. Uh, but that's okay. Eric will get points for something coming up later. <laughs> I will. Okay. Goody. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't either, but I, it I, like, something I like that points. if I. <laughs> that I that it, it's that it's possible that I was not as as right as I could have been about. Okay, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Um, so uh, I think the next thing we can kind of talk about is uh, you want to talk about uh, King's Landing real quick. Uh, no, no, let's 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 do Aria Aria first since it's so short. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Aria gets stabbed at the end. Uh, <laughs> Arya is a silly bint. Uh, Arya, Arya was so disappointed in that story arc. It's sort of like, you know, like I wanted to be an assassin, and then I went to college, and I decided <laughs> I want to be a thespian. And I heard girls tend to go through a thespian phase when they go to college. <laughs> and now, you know, it's like, what happened, Arya? What the fuck was all this training about? If you couldn't spot what every fucking viewer watched. Know. You know, that the girl who could change her face was about to cut your face off. She's I'm walking up from like a hundred feet away. I'm sitting there going, it's the wave. It's the wave. It's the wave. It's well, look out. It, it, it was it was weird that she, she was out in the public. In the city where the largest temple in the god is the no-name god. It was just stupid. It was, it was stupid. And the fact that, he, that she didn't see her coming was even dumber. Even um, and even worse for me, Eric, was I was like, this episode's the greatest ever, greatest ever. And then suddenly, I see Arya. They switch, you know, to this this walk, these these uh, what uh, stairs, you know. And then we see Arya, and I was like, ah, oh, we have to go through this part. <laughs> but this is like, but this oh, is so like you know devastated. with um, you know, what it, it's it doesn't make sense. We ended with her grabbing needle, you know, getting into a defensive position in the dark. Blowing right. out the candle, ready to, and then the next thing we know, she's playing fun and games with the sailor, which I thought was a cute little scene, right? Where she fucks with him and drops oh. two things of gold. Where she got the gold, we don't know, but you know what? We do know that there's some people in that city that like him young. Anyway, he, uh, you know, and then and then takes the gold back and and 
drops off. It's like she's like, oh, it's like I, it's like I never pissed off the world's most lethal assassin guild ever. In the <laughs> in the city where they the whole everybody is part of it. Yeah, right, and I was yeah, the whole thing was dumb. Well, and I was thinking about Jakan Hagar, and as I thought about, it's like you know, um, yeah, we we really made bad assumptions about his character. I think we did. Um, but when you think about who he was, Arya met him uh, back in season two, and he ended up indebted to her. That was the reason why he helped her out. Right. Well, I still think he liked her, but just like all folks who are religious. They're they're gonna oh, or, or that religious. Are, general statements like that, please. No, no. My point is, is that, well, he. You got to admit, he's he's not just someone that's religious. He's actually a uh, a clergyman of of this church. I mean, he's yes. so yeah. so. I think it applies here. And if he has a choice between uh, someone who he likes versus the laws of his church and his belief and his um, clergy. You know whatever they do to become clergy, you figure he's going to have to go. Yeah, I guess we have to kill her because that's well, it's well, yeah. I mean, he liked her, and he saw potential in her because she was consumed, especially back then. She was just consumed by anger and vengeance. Um, But really, there was nothing, if you think about it, to make us think he really was a a decent guy, right? You know, it was you know because everything was she manipulated him and her ability to manipulate him. Right when he says name and name, and she mentioned, and she says Jakan Hagar says name another name. All right, I'll give you three wishes. Name another name, <laughs> you know. It's yeah, like, right. And and it's that the fact that she outsmarted him. She, he recognizes the talent in her. It doesn't necessarily mean that he, you know, saw her in, in like a, a, a fatherly or brotherly or uncleerly way or whatever it was. Uh, you know, he just to, uh, that he really is kind of he's an assassin. And he's not a nice guy. And he was he's clearly disappointed that he has to kill her. And he says, you know, make it make it quick, don't make her suffer. Which but, by the way, she totally fucking disregarded by giving her a gut wound. Well yeah, she went she yeah, she gave she she gave him the Walter White or gave her the Walter White special. Oh, when I rewatched this just a few minutes ago because I'm playing it on while we're talking, um the, the, these were like like fatal wounds, uh, you know. I mean, she's probably going to survive, obviously. But oh yeah, gets but, her right in the baby maker. Yeah, and and those places where you where you get, I mean, you know, I mean, that's not good. So but, and they were but really it was multiple she, too, not just one. Since she was standing behind her with a knife, why not slit her throat? That's all I'm saying. That's a fair point too. The way probably would have, yeah, yeah. But again, she wanted her to suffer. Which is specifically what Shaka Nagar told her not to do. So my statement stands that she disregarded him. That's correct. I would agree with that statement. Okay. So, so yeah, it was, it, was, it was so disappointing to see how – I mean, that Arya was stupid. For, and usually Game of Thrones is good about this. Arya was stupid for, for plot purposes. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Yeah. And it was completely not in character for her. No, because she like I mean Sansa has a history of having been stupid. Um, and she, Arya has been stupid, but you no, Arya has been with stupid. a purpose, uh, and there's no it's purpose not that for bad. Her stupidity this time. I, I, I would say that Arya has more stupidity through the show than Sansa, but not uh, as bad. No, no, Sansa was Ar- a survivor. <laughs> okay, Phil, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Sansa was was never whatever. stupid. Moving on. 
Um, so Sorry. Arya gets stabbed and survives. End of, end of plot line. <laughs> Sorry. Um, she, she'll get her turn. Hang on, Phil. Right. Well, and then she, she jumps into the water, and then she comes out bleeding where everybody sees her. And at that point, you think she would have got killed, too. But Well, and somebody uh, actually kind of made a valid uh, comparison to Cersei's walk here. Where she's she's staggering through the streets and people are just kind of regarding her with disdain. Um, and someone yeah, just looks at her and says, "Motherfucker," which made no sense at all. <laughs> Actually, you know, what remi- you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of of Manhattan, where you know the, a guy croaks on the side of the street and people just keep on walking. Nobody gives a shit. Right. That's right. Yeah. So it happens. So uh, last we saw Arya, she was bleeding quite badly. We know she's not going to die because she's in the next week on preview. Um, but That's we'll right. see what happens there. And and if they did kill her off, it would be original. But then why the heck did we even go through twenty episodes of wax on wax off? <laughs> right, and I don't think it was twenty, but whatever. Yeah, it felt. Um, like, I'll tell you that. Jeez. It felt like twenty, maybe. Yeah. Um. So what next? Um. Well, we got a couple of things. We got the the Jamie's story we got the king's landing story we got the north story uh and, and then we got we got, got the great joy story let's do the great joy story because yeah was, let's get that yeah. out of the way yeah and plus eric don't like the great joy stories so. <laughs> so they're in a port somewhere on their way to marine uh, did, did they say where they were uh they did not to my no okay. they may have and i missed it but it was it didn't seem like anything significant i i have to say uh the port port or not this this is the first time ever sex position was to me was like stupid. Well, turns out that uh Yara likes les- her some horrors. Yes, um, she's a lesbian or a bisexual. <laughs> well, this was like she's there, she's eating a nice big ice cream sundae and Theon's on a diet. Pretty much. Yeah, and it just <laughs> he's he really he'd really like to have some ice cream but he can't so. Right, right. Well, he could do so other Yara's things, trying but... to have some fun. She's trying to drink it up. She's trying to hoard up. Uh, and she's like, hey, Theon, have a drink. And he's like, no. <laughs> and he's being a big old wet blanket. Uh, so she basically uh, says, drink the ale. Drink it now. Uh, and forces him to drink some and goes, look, uh, you're my brother and I love you, but if you're this fucking broken... Uh, if you can't be a real man, then just fucking cut your wrists and get it over with, man. Because you ain't bringing me down. Uh, so either buck up or get it over with. But then um, he screams out, but I ain't a real man anymore. It's gone. <laughs> he didn't. No, he didn't say that. Didn't I, used say to have that. A hammer. I used to have a hot dog. Now I have is a bun. <laughs> but I got to give Alfie Allen credit. That's the actor that plays Theon. Oh, he's great. Great. Um, because we've all seen him do a very excellent job of acting like a beaten dog uh, since his transformation into Reek. And he's been kind of vacillating back and forth for the last couple of episodes between Reek and Theon. Uh, and in this one scene, in the middle of the scene, after she says that, she goes, she says, is, my, is Theon here? Uh, and just he raises his head, and he's such a good actor that just the manner in which... He raises his head. You can tell it's Theon and not Reek. Um, and I thought that was pretty fucking amazing. Oh yeah. 
However, someone needs to explain, remind her sister that Theon was a bit of a twat. <laughs> oh, I right. don't think she's forgotten. So, and, I, and that, I liked Theon when he was Theon. Though. Well, I like. Well, the problem is he had that whole episode of trying to impress his asshole of a father. Yeah, the daddy and proved that, he, and proved that while you know that when he's not being a, a trusted advisor, if he's trying to be a leader, he's he's really fucking awful at it. Yes, um, he is. <laughs> he, he rolled a three in Dungeons yeah. and Dragon Charisma. <laughs> Well, bastard. <laughs> and he rolls a one on all of his saving throws. <laughs> so that's like, true. Well, take you... over the castle! And then somebody hits you on the head and drags you away. Yeah, they had that on, uh, I, I don't know if it's an old meme or a new one, but I saw it on uh, Facebook was uh, uh, Bran. And you hear a noise from the tower. I climb the tower. You roll the one. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, anyway. technically, he didn't roll a one. Jamie so, got involved. Jamie rolled a twenty. Yeah, yeah. So. Jamie rolled a twenty. So, yeah. uh, so Theon is starting to act like Theon again, and they're still on their way. It is explicitly stated during this. Uh, this is my question from last episode, which was answered here, uh, which is their plan is indeed to go to Marine and try and form an alliance with Danny. Oh, that pissed me off when I heard that. <laughs> because you, hate, you hate it when I'm right, don't you? No, no, it had nothing to do with you. I, I hate it because I don't like the Greyjoy story now, and I don't like Danny's story. So it's like, ah, now we're going to be forced to see it doubled. It's a turd sandwich. I just want to see the North and King's Landing and and Jamie at, at, with the Blackfish, and that's it. I don't want to see nothing else. <laughs> nothing. Well, well, Phil, look at it. Look at like, deal with it. Look at it like you're at a concert, and this is where they say, "I'm going to play something off the new album and go take a leak." That's a fair <laughs> point. That's a fair point, Mike. Right. I also want to wait until next week when Stannis Baratheon suddenly reappears and alive, just like the Hound. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I know. It's a shame. <laughs> yeah, that's why they made sure in the first episode. So, that's yeah, Stannis Baratheon's dead. Yeah, everybody's flapping <laughs> his body. Like Phil saying, oh, no, they didn't see the sword make contact. He's still alive. That's why they had Brienne yeah. walk up to Davos and say, yeah, I fucking cut his head <laughs> off. <laughs> Something, by the way, that they never did with the Hound. Which which Sansa uh, said said this week about the Baratheon, uh, Stanley's Baratheon. He got his head chopped off. He, he lost right. his head. You know, right. we'll discuss that in a bit. But uh. <laughs> God so. damn it, Stannis, he disappointed me. He should have won it all. <laughs> so, uh, so, so we burned some heretics. The Great Joys are on their way to Marine. Uh, next plot line. Yeah, that pisses um, me off that they, they were going to Marine. Pisses so. me off. <laughs> So in King's Landing, um, I oh oh god. Um, so well, before no. before you switch that over, you, we brought a good point up about how they're gonna gonna go to Marine and try to meet up with Daenerys. I'm beginning to think that this me- means that the Stark side and the North are gonna be on opposite sides with Daenerys. In other words, they're not gonna make an alliance because everybody in the North hates. The Greyjoys and the and the the Men of Iron or whatever they're called, and no one likes the Targaryens because of the Mad King. I'm and not, so, I'm not uh, going to discount that entirely. But at the same time, we've got a fucking zombie army coming on the way, uh, right. so they might have different priorities. Well, they could be just misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, I was thinking about this, and you know, you have to go back to season one, and like, you had Varys who was the 
biggest dick on Game of Thrones before we realized how big a dick Joffrey was going to end up being. Right. Remember when we hated Varys? Oh right. my god. Oh and, my and, god. Yeah, he was and so he had compared to Joffrey. Yes, and he <laughs> had and he had an alliance with the Klingons, right? So. Uh, to come back and storm over there, and they're really, if you look, remember you know, the Game of Thrones logo. We know we have like the Tullys and the and the Greyjoys and all the and and the uh, what do you call the Flayed Men? What do you um, the Boltons? The Boltons, all right? But they're the minor players. The Game of Thrones logo is four houses: Baratheon, Lannister, Stark, and Targaryen. And the Baratheons are kaput with with Stannis gone. And right, and the Baratheons are technically kaput, but the symbol of the Baratheons is the stag. You know, which is a noble beast, nice symbol. The wolf, which yes, has some vicious things, but it's still it's a big, it's a big, it's a doggy, right? It's a dog, you know. So we and can it's like, a, and it's, it's still a noble animal. It's still a noble animal. You have you have the lion, the proud noble lion. Again, it's a killer. And it can be dangerous, but it's a lion. It's still a noble the, animal. And then you got the dragon, right? And it's and not and only is it a school. dragon, and not and not only is it a dragon. But their colors are red and black, right? Which, when we think about armies spreading out and conquering lands dressed in red and black, there are some chapters in recent history where those were some bad color combinations. That's like that's like your villain standard villain color look. Thanks to Hitler, thanks to Hydra, thanks to you know. I'll so say they, tongue. All those yeah, things. I mean, red red and black is really not what you want to do for. I mean, now, they can play it unexpected. That could all be red herring stuff, right? I'm not going to deny that. So, yeah, that, that might not be the ones that we should be rooting for in the end. Um, and especially when, you know, it's the Mad King, burn them all alive, blah, 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 blah. They have a bad history. Nobody likes them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. They're going to have a hard time winning people over. Um, the only other option I could see is that, Den that Daenerys realizes that she's not leadership material, and decides to be like the you know the the head of these you know head of the armies, but I don't know that that's going to go that way. Yeah, However, yeah. you do have a lot of good people on her side, or what I consider to be fairly good people. Well, that's why my theory, which I s spoke of when we were interviewed by the Dorkening, and uh, I'm 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 thinking it's going to happen, Mike. Tyrion. Yeah, it might be. Um, yeah. The real question is if, if now for for poetry purposes or dramatic irony purposes, of course, the best way to go is Sir Jorah Mormont being the one to right uh, to do it. Although it could go the other way, where she ends up killing Jorah, and that's you know that's what ends up being her uh, right where she her gets final for final act of of, uh, of of damnation. Maybe he comes back and says, "I right. found a cure. It's royal blood." <laughs> It's right, <laughs> or, or dragon blood. Yeah, yeah, I li I'm liking it, Mike. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. <laughs> but like, yeah. like, like Varys. Varys is, is a manipulative bastard, but I think he's the white chess player to the black chess player of um, of Littlefinger. Uh, you know, I think he Varys he, he does have Varys. Varys. Okay. Right, because I think I do think that where Littlefinger is is doing what he's doing because he wants personal gain, I think Varys is doing what he thinks is in the best interest of the realm. Okay. Now, it's at, not le that at least, in, at least in his mind, anyway. In, in his mind, what he thinks is best for the realm, and but he's not doing it for personal glory. Right. Yeah. That's right. that's 
That's fair. Even though, didn't he say once that he thought he could see himself sitting in the throne? I, I thought he said that once. I don't remember that. Yeah. They, they had a conversation about it, but I don't think it was something in the end that he felt like he wanted. Um, and, you know, there, there were reasons, you know, that they are visually, you have a man with hair and a beard and a guy who's completely clean shaven. You have a skinny man and a pudgy man, a man who works in a brothel and a man who has no penis. Um, or no, well, actually we don't know that. We know he has no balls. Um, because they, because someone does ask, I don't remember if it was, was it Tyrion or was it Littlefinger? Who asked if they took the, the stem with the apples? It, 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 it doesn't really matter who asked, but someone asked, yeah. Well, what the point is, but so anyway, so that you're, they're, they're, they're deliberate opposites. And even when you look at the way Littlefinger tends to dress in like these, like, he tends to like dress like Neo, right? Where, you know, in like the in tight cloak and black, where Varys tends to go more like Dalai Lama. And he always has the Clint Eastwood face. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get out of this? Neither of these people are in this episode. I don't um, know. Mike, yeah, went you know, that this, is... Mike went on this tangent about all this stuff. I don't know. All right. So anyway, so let's go on to what actually did happen in the episode. Sorry. Uh, this is what happens when you're driving for, for six hours. <laughs> So, okay, King's Landing. We're going to get there. All right. So uh, the scene opens up with Marjorie talking to the High Sparrow. And, uh, you know, Phil and I like to listen to um, a couple of other podcasts, uh, which uh, have a co-host, Joanna Robinson, who writes for Vanity Fair. Uh, and she's what people refer to as a social justice warrior. Uh, she's always, you know, pro feminist, pro gay rights, pro everything. That's uh, SJW much, is what. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. it goes be, but but and to be fair, just social justice war goes beyond just being pro. It's like it, being like yeah, up and you know, so, up and the system in order to you know deliver justice for those who have been oppressed. About so anyway. so during this scene, I got a very clear mental image in my head of Joanna Robinson throwing objects at her television <laughs> while the High Sparrow was sitting there lecturing Marjorie about how she hadn't put out for Joffrey lately, and it really doesn't matter if she's in the mood or not, that she needs to be a dutiful wife and sit there and take it like a good little cum dumpster when Joffrey or when uh, when Tommen is in the mood. Did you just um, say what I think you said? Yes. Because that's basically what he says without saying it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he says, well, it's not necessary for the woman to be in the mood. Yeah. Um, you just have to be patient. Yes. <laughs> so when he's saying this, I just I just totally just pictured Joanna throwing things at her television. Well, I uh, think that was intentionally put in here, Eric, for anybody who was still thinking the Sparrow was okay. I think uh-huh. it was purposely put in here so it would make... People get pissed at him, right? That's my just in that, case you weren't there yet, um, right? 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 So she acquiesces and was like, "Yes, Sparrow, you're but, right. I should put out for my husband." But she's playing. Well, how dare like someone a, acknowledge, recognize the fact that in an era where there's no birth control, that the main function of sex is to procreate? Dude, but, dude, she's dude, she's playing him like Stephen Stills. Well, plays well, the we guitar. know that now, but I'm just saying. As I, I mean, I don't. I didn't find what he said to be all that you know objectionable yeah, well, because right, it is, I, I agree. Yeah, you know, there there have been wars fought over the fact that kings didn't have heirs. Yes, you know there 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 really are special circumstances here. I understand it doesn't fit with 
I understand our just, our modern sensibilities, but, but I think but, it's it was, it's not the most objectionable thing he ever said. But I get I, what you're saying. I, I, I understand, but but that's not the main point of the scene. It, it wasn't. I think the main point of the scene was to show, as I stated, Marjorie playing this guy like a fiddle. Exactly. Uh, and we do find uh, there's another scene where we see Marjorie trying to talk to Lady Olena. Uh, and uh, the Queen of Thorns is having a fit because the uh, what's the name of that nun lady? What's her uh, she has shame? Name. Shame. Yeah. What's her shame. name? What's her title? What, lady uh, Shame. Whatever her name is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, I'll go. With, I'll go with Lady Shame. That's good enough. Uh, lady Shame is in the room and won't leave. Uh, and Lady Olenna's getting all pissed off about it. Uh, and Marjorie's giving her this line that she's been reciting about how she needs to uh, repent her sins and uh, blah blah blah. Uh, she tells her to go home, um, and she's given her this whole uh, song and dance that she's been giving everybody about how the church and the uh, and the throne are are one and the same and everything. Um, and Lady Olena's getting really upset about the whole thing, and then she presses a piece of paper into Lady Olena's hand and just tells her to go home and dismisses her. And when Lady Olena... Lena is alone in the hallway. She unfolds it and sees it's actually a picture of a flower, uh, which is uh, her brother's the Rose. Knight of Flowers, right? Her brother is known as the Knight of Flowers, isn't he? Basically, what it comes down to is that Lady Olena is now in on the secret that Marjorie does not believe a word of the song and dance that she's spouting about the church and the throne being one, uh, and that she does not believe in the church like she's just been saying out loud. Right. She's setting up for... Uh, vengeance. Uh, I don't power know about cons- power consolidation. Power consolidation. Yes, I'll go with that. Right. Um, and well, first of all, one of the signs was in that little speech with the sparrow. Because if you remember, uh, and this is where I said you, you were, you know, you you'll get your 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 comeuppance. You were you were right about this last week. I thought she really had gotten turned. Okay. Uh, but where you know it started being suspicious was when she's doing the whole. Oh, but I, I don't want to touch his his royal highness's hiney, you know, whatever it was. Let's remember going back when we first met her in season two. She's the one that was trying to coax uh, Renly Baratheon into into bed because how important it was that he get an heir, right? Right. And she's like, oh, I can invite my brother into bed with us. She wasn't exactly a prude, nor no. was she either ignorant of or objecting to the political aspects of of the marriage bed. Uh, no, and then, exactly. and then she, and then she, un, and then she obviously played Tommen like a fiddle when it came to that. Um, <laughs> played him several, four times. Which is that a record? <laughs> what is the record? <laughs> so Guinness doesn't have that chapter. Weirdly enough, no. uh, I think that book would be a big seller. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, so. So that was a sign, and she does like she doesn't just hand her the the letter. She does that. I'm going to slightly slip it in, although it's going to make such a loud, crinkly noise that there's no way in hell the audience misses it. But thankfully... <laughs> I'm glad I'm but, not the only one that noticed that. <laughs> but thankfully, Lady Shame is completely deaf. So she... Well, so right, from so, all that bell ringing and shame yelling. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what did it. Yep. So now uh, what that means specifically, you know, it's... Uh, right, because I hadn't thought of that because he is the Knight of Flowers, but I think it's just more the, uh, the yeah, I've got, like, like, hey, look, hey, look, old lady, don't worry, I got it, 
I got this. Don't worry. Yeah, you what's, can go. What's the name of the page. house? What, what's their their last name? Martell. Yeah, Martel? Uh, yeah, Is yeah. Tyrell. Yes, Tyrell. Tyrell. Don't ever say the Martell name again. That's, okay, which one's Martell? <laughs> that's the 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 sand snakes. Oh right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just disgusting. Um, but <laughs> yes, it's the, the Tyrells, and the Tyrells, the flower is their uh, symbol, which means. I, I think that's what it means, rather than just specifically the the night of flowers. So Lady Olena and Cersei have an awesome scene together where Lady Olena basically tells Cersei that she's a stupid idiot and she's the one that got everybody in the situation they're in right now. Uh, And Cersei, well, surprised me for one and Lady Olena for another by saying that she's right. She's like, yeah, I fucked up. Uh, I put this, I put these lunatics in charge and it was a really huge mistake. Uh, now why don't we fight it together? Um, and Lady Olenna's like, oh, no, that's not happening. Uh, you have no support from anybody anymore. Nobody around you supports you. They got rid of Jamie. You're surrounded by thousands of enemies. What are you going to do? Kill them all by yourself? Yeah, the people uh, hate you. The, the the church hates you. You know, the king doesn't trust you. We don't like you. And I just <laughs> love the line. I think he. I wonder if you're not the worst person I have ever met. <laughs> and, right. and 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 it's not. This isn't coming from Tommen. This is coming from a woman who's met a lot of people. Right. Uh, and she says basically the uh, the only thing that lets me sleep at my, night is that you've failed so completely. <laughs> <laughs> so Lady Olena basically puts Cersei in her place, uh, and for the most part, Cersei just sits there and takes it, uh, which is. I'm trying to figure out what Cersei's all about at this point because she has changed behavior dramatically in this season. Oh, I think it's all fast. I think it's uh, well. She's the one thing she has changed is she has patience now. She's not a reactionary, but uh-huh. but I don't think anything else has changed. I think she's now just trying to do her setup. It's just that she's not smart enough uh, to have it work. While so, I think it's going to backfire on her. Okay. I don't know. What, what do you think, Eric? Uh, I mean, I know what we saw in the next time on preview. Uh, I think something's coming to a head next week. I just don't know how it's going to play out exactly. Uh, okay, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, well, she is stuck in neutral until she has her trial. Um, she is getting allowed to wander around a bit, and we know it's going to be a trial by combat, and we know it's going to be the mountain. So, well, there's something that's interesting though that Eric brought up, which is her change because if she was like she was last season she would have just agreed with Jamie and said yeah let's hire Braun and all and Braun's assassins and just wipe out everybody right and she said no let's go slow right. yeah but there's something to be said about knowing your skill set well and, and she totally doesn't that's uh, right thing. and she, she she doesn't have a skill set beyond being <laughs> drunken wife and Mistress and uh, and bitch and, and right so a slut yeah so she's you know and no we're not slut shaming she that's that's just we're just she's actually very good at being an incestuous slut I think that's what I'm saying she's good well at. done good job she it's, did Jamie she did Lancel uh, who else she, I don't know who else yeah we're not I, yeah, I, 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 and, oh and in the King Baratheon Rob Baratheon of course yeah she, oh, that yeah, wasn't incest though yeah we're not slut shaming we're we're scheme slaming she's a terrible schemer. <laughs> Um and 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 she really needs to go back to being 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 what she's good at. 
you know, and, uh, you know, and I said, it's a bad idea for her to get separated from Jamie. Um, I don't know the two of them together are any better, but he's the only one that's going to protect her when the mountain's gone. And that's a perfect segue to Jamie. Well, it's a good thing for Jamie that he's separated because when Jamie's not with her, he's more level headed and, and so forth. When he's with her, he's a, he's a, um, idiot. A googly eye idiot. Yeah. 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 So, uh, we get Jamie and Braun, uh, marching up on, uh, what, River Run with the Lannister army. Yeah. <laughs> and there was actually, there was all sorts of entertainment value in this scene. Yeah, we got um, phrase. We got phrase. We got phrase. We got, uh, Braun being Braun. We got, uh, <laughs> I mean, they walk, they walk up to this party and Braun's making comments about how, uh, how these guys are idiots and they didn't even set a perimeter properly. They should learn how to dig trenches. And Jamie's <laughs> like, yeah, why don't you teach them? Yeah, you just uh, led that through 8,000 soldiers. And, you know, if we weren't friendly, we'd be all be fucking you in the ass right now. <laughs> right. And uh, Jamie tells Braun that uh, he knows more about warfare than, than most men in the Lannister army. And he goes, uh, that doesn't mean much. That's like saying I got more balls than everybody in the Unsullied. <laughs> That's a good one liner. That was a good one liner. Oh, so uh, and then uh, Bron is saying how you promised me a castle, you promised me gold, you promised me a wife, and Jamie's like, you, you will have those things. A Lannister, he just goes, oh, don't fucking say it, just don't fucking say it. <laughs> that was awesome too. Yeah. yeah. So Bron was winning in this scene. Uh, yeah, what's the, yeah, the difference between a knight and mercenary is that knights don't get paid. <laughs> that, was awesome. that, was, that was the best line of the night. You're right, Eric. Oh, God. Awesome. Braun was killing it in this scene. Um, <laughs> it makes me wonder okay. if they just like, okay, we ran out of Braun lines. Get him out. We'll have to brainstorm for the next few weeks, and then when we have enough, we'll bring him back in. <laughs> so they're uh, the... Uh, <laughs> so they're trying to get Blackfish to give up the castle, uh, and they had is Edmure his name? Yeah, that's that's yes. uh, that Edmure. is Caitlin, Caitlin Stark's brother and Blackfish's nephew. Right. So they have him prisoner, uh, and they're basically threatening Blackfish, saying, "Give up the castle, or we'll slit his throat." And Blackfish walks out onto the the parapet and basically says, uh, "Okay," and walks away. You know. You know what? <laughs> I, I I thought that was unfortunate because it was awesome when they're doing all these threats and they say, "Well, we're, we're going to stab him then. We're, we're going to hang him. We're going to." And he didn't say a word, and I was hoping he would just walk away without saying anything. <laughs> that would have been even better. Well, and then Jamie shows up, and these guys are like, "Oh, we're charged. We have this prisoner." And Jamie's like, uh, "Take Edmer to be fed and, and washed and clothed." Uh, and they're like, "He's our prisoner." And Jamie's like, "Look." You shouldn't make a threat unless you're willing to back it up. If I came up to you and said that I'm going to slap the shit out of you if you don't shut up, what do you think I was going to do if you would continue talking? <laughs> the guy says something that Jamie just smacks the shit out of him with his wooden hand. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> well, it's also nice callback to Jamie in season two after he'd been captured and he was for forced to live in his own filth. Uh-huh. You know, and so he knows what it's like to be a prisoner and be humiliated and degraded. And that he wants to give a little dignity to 
to Edmure, who is basically the Theon of the uh, of the Tully family. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that's he understands a good point. That, I hadn't thought about that, Mike. Yeah, and he, and he looks at at Edmure, and he knows that Edmure is still a, a nobleman, even if he is a Theon. Yeah, even if he's a bit of a wiener. Right. Uh, um, yeah, so Jamie takes charge of the siege, uh, much to <laughs> the dismay of those guys. I always forget their name. What's their name, Phil? The family? Uh, the phrase. The phrase. Uh, so much to the, the, the dismay of the phrase, Jamie takes charge of the siege and ends up uh, parlaying with Blackfish, um, who basically comes out of the castle and tells him he's not giving it up. Uh, and Jamie's like, well, if you had no intention of surrendering, why did you come out to talk to me? He's like, oh, sieges are boring. Um, yeah, we've got. I, I don't of, want to get your measure. Yeah, yeah, we've got two years of food in here. Uh, so, uh, do you have two years? Eh, we'll see. <laughs> Walks back into the castle. I like the blackfish. That guy is cool as fuck. Um, and I also like the fact that his armor is scale mail and it's dark, so he kind of actually looks like a blackfish. Yep, that's true. That's true. Uh, I I was a bit disappointed because. Jamie's kind of cool, especially the last couple of seasons, and and to see him be so defeated in this conversation was kind of disappointing. Because I was but hoping that he would just have shows some you how fucking cool the blackfish is. Yeah, well, there's that's that, true, that's true. and Jamie is is also not not much cleverer than his sister. Right, we yeah. know who got we know all the brains in the family went to Tyrion, right? Or and his father. Well, from I'm saying from. That from that one generation to the next, right? It went, yeah, from from Daddy to Tyrion and skipped over the the twins, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah the okay, twins got the looks. Yeah, um, they sure did. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, and they got they the height. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, they sure did. But that was about it. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So yeah, yeah. So Jamie kind of gets shot down. It was depending on your perspective, it was a little disappointing, but. It, it showed, as Eric said, how cool the blackfish is. Right. And I'm actually rooting for the blackfish on this one. So um, I want to see him hold his castle. Well, something's going to odd is going to happen, right? Because of the preview showed uh, Brienne getting there and talking to Jamie. So we're going to find out what happens. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so what have we not talked about yet? Sansa. Yes. A team Sansa. And is that it? Is that the last thing we have to talk about? Yeah, I think there was it. there was nothing in Marine. Yeah, uh, uh, there was there was nothing at Winterfell. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No yeah. dragon. So, uh, Sansa and Jon Snow. Thank, and thank God Sir... there was nothing in 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 Marine or or Dan. Oh, or stop it! And and, and we stop and why? And, and Jesus. <laughs> hey, Eric. Now I'm just sounding like you when we talk about Bran and and the Greyjoys. All right, that's fair enough. Thank you. Thank and you. and we still haven't seen anything from Gendry. He's still out there rowing. <laughs> you sure? That's, that's right. It's, yeah, that, I don't know what the hell happened to him. Anyway. You, you know what pissed me off about this next section we're going to talk about? And I think it's probably because uh, uh, she must have had her baby during the, the filming at this period. So because we had no Red Witch? She still hasn't had her baby. Oh, in real life she hasn't? No. Oh, then, then what happened? Well, she probably was uh, on vacation that week or something, and they couldn't film her. Or was, they just was, decided to skip it this episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have figured, though, she would have been in the background, you know, at least or something. I, yeah, I don't know if she's traveling with them or not, is she? 
Yeah, she was supposed to. Yeah, she left with him. Yeah. Did she? Yeah, she sure did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, so we got Sansa and we got Davos and we got Jon Snow uh, going around, and the first thing you, know, you get is with, is with the wildlings, uh, and they're having an argument as to whether they should be a part of this uh, war to or battle to take back Winterfell. So they're like, we agreed to help you fight the Whites. We did not agree to be part of this war. Uh, this is not our battle. And Tormund basically stands up and says, look, Jon Snow died for us. If we're not willing to die for him, then maybe we deserve to get killed off. Uh, and 1-1 one, one votes for Jon Snow and everybody follows him. Um, so, or he made a weather forecast. It was really hard uh, to tell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, giants, you know. What are you going to do? It was a little, they, they, they were hitting the Christ metaphor a little hard there. He died for us. Now we I, must serve him. Eric, I say the Patriots, not the Giants. Uh, and you know what I say to that. Um, Phil, you know nothing. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so uh, the Wildlings agree to follow Jon Snow, and then they're wandering around the north trying to gather the support of house, houses uh, that used to serve the Starks, and it could have gone better. We, we, um, we go to Jorah Mormont's house. Uh, we do, and this scene was so fucking priceless. Uh, this might be my favorite scene of the season, because we get Leanna Mormont, not the crazy chick that we used to know, uh, but uh, she's like a 10 and 11-year-old girl who's in charge of Bear Island. Um, and so they walk up, and they're, they're ready to... Uh, they're pretty much ready to condescend to this little girl, and she basically shuts them all the fuck up. Uh, she's like, yeah, enough with the small talk. Why are you here? And they're like, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> and so they start trying to, you know, uh, flatter her and talk to her, uh, about supporting the stars. And she's like, she's like, uh, well, I gotta protect the people of Bear Island. Why should I support you? Uh, and they're like, well, you pledged to House Stark. And, uh, she goes, well, you're, you're not a Stark. You're a Snow. And you, Sansa, what are you now? Are you a Lannister or are you a Bolton? Stories are conflicting. <laughs> and this little 11-year-old girl is just fucking laying waste to Jon Snow and Sansa as they try and convince her to be on their side. It's awesome. That little actress, whoever she is, is fucking brilliant. And Benioff and Weiss and uh after show talked about how lucky they were to find this this little girl because she was fantastic. Oh, she, yeah, was, she was so good. Oh, she was awesome. Um so basically uh Davos has to step up and convince her uh and manages to do so. Uh and then their ultimate prize 62 soldiers. Uh yeah, yeah so we we're talking about like, you know, uh say um, Monaco versus France, you know, th so they were expecting France and all they got was Monaco. <laughs> I don't know that I would have been that happy with either one, but anyway. Ooh, yeah. but you know what I'm talking about, population yes. size. So, yes. yes. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, hey, hey, don't forget Napoleon, man. He was a powerhouse. So they keep on going around trying to gather the support of other houses in the north and it just doesn't go well. Uh, what's the house that just completely shuts them down? Yeah, it was uh, beginning with a B or some Brower or something. I thought it was. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a major one. It wasn't you know I, when they've. I'm sure it's one that's they've mentioned because, you know, 
it was the Martin guy that has everything worked out. But he's an actor that you see in, in many Christopher Smith films. He he played the the head of the the company outing in Severance. That was the actor, and he was uh, the the Red Witch's sidekick in the film uh, Black Death. Ah, right. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so basically they go through all the, they travel, uh, I'm guessing hundreds of miles, uh, to basically gather the support of maybe 300 troops. Um, yeah. and, and I predicted it. Did I not predict that they were going to show the next episode? We see Sansa and Snow that they're just going to be going house to house to house. Uh, you may have. Yep. Yeah. Um, so basically it's the point they're at the same camp where Stannis, uh, set up camp before his invasion of Winterfell. And uh, Davos is tell- talking about what a great strategist uh, Stannis was, and he set up camp here. And sounds just like, uh, and yeah, what happened to him again? He- oh yeah, he got his head chopped off. Why was he so great? <laughs> so basically, sounds the things they would need way more troops. And John's like, well, look, we got to. F- there's no time. We got to fight with the armor we have. Uh, and Sansa goes, sneaks off, and writes a note to somebody. Uh, that she's gonna send by raving. I'm guessing that that it's note Baelish. is gonna take up, yeah, he's gonna take up Littlefinger on his offer of his troops. Yeah, guess. and because, because this is her, uh, realizing that she screwed up. And where it's really a mistake is this is now, I think before, she could have had his forces for nothing. Right. Now she's at least gonna have to give up a top prospect. Um. Yeah, like her ass, maybe. Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking Bill is just going to say marry me is what I, th- I think he's going to do. Yeah, because he because because now because she turned him down and now she he was came to her humbled and 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 sorry and regret and remorseful. Now she's going to him hat in hand, and he realized he's going. Now he may because he's got this whole uh, thing for for the Tully girls. Yeah. Uh, he he may end up letting her have the forces for nothing because, but we know that because of who he is and his history with with mom. Yeah, I'm not sure she's figured it out yet, uh, because she is still as much as she's grown on her curve. She's still far from being the chess master. Right. Far, I mean, as by the way, we were was the entire audience got reminded of that thanks to the 11 year old girl. Yeah, well, right. and, and and you got to remember, she's a college coed. She's twenty years old. What are you? Well, do? that's it. I'm not saying I'm not faulting her for it. Yeah. I'm just saying that you know she is a still she's she's doing ably, but she is still kind of in very deep and, waters for her skill set. And no matter how much we like Jon Snow, he, he's not the brightest bulb. Well, no, I'm not saying he's doing any better either. But Jon has it, a very specific skill set. Let's put it that way. Fair enough. Yes, just 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 add, uh, just ask you greet, but uh, ah. but uh, oh wait, you can't. She died. Yeah, she's dead. She was killed by that alley fucker. <laughs> uh now um, so yeah, so I'm guessing that's that that Raven's going to Baelish, and Baelish is going to be bringing in the the Knights of the Airy. Right, which is going to be now another three thousand, which makes a huge difference. Yeah, and and the reason she needs it now is because Jon Snow has put his foot down and says we have to go now and attack, even if we're as weak as Baratheon, Stannis Baratheon's army was at the same time, simply because 
winter is coming, and it really is coming. It's not just, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't remember if we talked about this uh, last week because I'm a bad co-host. <laughs> Did we discuss the possibility, and I, I, for one, don't buy it, but I have heard people float the possibility that the uh, the letter was actually written by Littlefinger. Which letter? The letter, come and see, come and see. The I don't know if we talked about it. I've heard it talked about. What, I think what's on the, other what's the letter? I'm still confused. The, what, the letter what? from that's supposed that's for, that oh. hypothetically is from, uh, from Bolton. From Ramsey. I've uh, heard some uh, people uh, think that Littlefinger did it to sort of spur the conflict. I don't buy it for, for a couple of reasons, but the main one being that he was traveling on the road, and I don't know if, if he at that point knew about um, not Tommen. Rickon. Rickon. Right. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's he does know about. it. I don't think he knows about it now, does he? Who Maybe knows? Well, he, he might know, know now, but yeah, he, I don't yeah. think he would have known about it then. Yeah, that's a fair point, Mike. So I, I'm I'm with you. I don't think he wrote it. It would be something he he would do, but I don't think he did it. Yes. I won't dispute that. I just don't think he did. Right. It's an interesting theory, though. Um, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I'm, I'm watching the show in the background right now, and unless Sansa is in heels, she's friggin' taller than Davos and Jon Snow. Oh, God, oh, yeah. She's, she's, she's tall. That, the actress is tall, yeah. Is she really? I did not know yes. that. Oh, yeah? Okay. All right. yeah. So, Have you ever the, seen a picture of her standing next to Macy Williams? Yeah, well, Macy Williams, you know, is kind of small anyway. But oh, yeah, but the... <laughs> but also, Jon Snow and Davos must be pretty short too. I, I know Jon Snow is pretty short. I don't know about Davos. Yeah, because they're, they're definitely not six three guys. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. So, I'm so that pretty may, sure that, that uh, Brienne is taller than both of them. That's all right, but but Sansa, Sansa, I, I like her even more now, knowing that she's tall. Oh goodness, we need an intervention. Well, Team Santa, dude. Team Santa. Um, so that was curious. I, I yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll find out. Um, what else is was there? What happened else up there in the north? There. That, that was that was pretty much it. She sends the Raven off, and that's the end of our uh, Sansa storyline this week. Yeah, right. Um, and and that's pretty much the show, right? I don't think there was anything else that happened. Uh, nope. No, that was that was uh, right before the Arya scene, which was right before the Hound grabbing his axe. Right now, um, what what uh, did you think of the the previews for next week? Uh, did either of you see that? I think yeah. you did because you mentioned it. So, uh, what did you think? Do you think uh, they always make those things look uh, enticing? But we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't. They're, really they're have... usually misleading in one way or another. There was well, nothing that stuck out to me, and I so I don't even remember which characters we saw because there's nothing that went. Oh my god, it's right. a Hydra or something like that. It's uh, well, we know that Jamie and Brienne meet up again. We know that. Uh, I know one of the uh, Arya is still alive. Yeah, we know Arya is still alive. We know one of the um, of the seven is about to get killed because that's the last scene of the thing. I paused it because. There's a guy that's on the ground with his head about to be like have his neck ch- sliced, and he right. has uh, the, that symbol burnt in his head. And that's Cersei uh, choosing violence. Hey, when it comes to those people, 
I'm all for it. I'm just saying, that's the line she delivers, I choose violence. Oh, you're right, she does, yeah. And not surprising, Cersei, violence? No, I can't believe it. <laughs> right. Um, and then, uh, and then next week's episode is also called, uh, No Name. So obviously that is most certainly referencing Arya and, and all those kooks on, on that <laughs> side of the, the bay. And, um, and they did not mention, uh, the reappearance of Stannis. That will probably happen next week, but. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we do need an intervention. Yeah, well. well, everyone's coming back now, so I think, I think Hot Pie is in order. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him again, too. He's good. But, uh, yeah, but see, I actually. Dead Stark, man. Dead's still alive. That would be awesome. Right, now remember, next week is episode 8. Yes. Right. Which last year was the hard home episode. Uh, and the uh, previous season was the mountain and the viper. Right. And the previous season, it was the wall. In the previous season, it was the black waters. Uh, no, no, no. The, no, getting, the black water was nine and the wall was yeah. episode nine. Right. Oh, yeah, I keep on. So, 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 right so everyone picked up after the first two seasons that, cause you had that the, uh, cause you had the execution of Ned Stark and you had the, uh, at the Blackwater, that episode nine was a big episode, right? And last year we had the dragon. The year before that we had the uh, had the wall, and uh, obviously the red wedding. The year before that, but now the the eighth episode seems to be getting an event of its own, um, and we're running out of episodes to have an event, right? So we'll see what the big thing is because I don't. It, it's possible, and again, based on past stuff, that the battle for Winterfell will be episode nine. Um, but like I'm, I'm wondering if this will this will be the battle for King's Landing. I Seems so. like it's a good yeah. possibility. I'm thinking that Arya's Arya's alive, and a lot of people are of this mindset that she's going to be saved by the actress. Oh, um, oh that's okay. Cheesy. That's uh, that would be cheesy, but I well, and maybe she wants too much. Well, but I have a feeling what's going to happen. I think I think the waif is going to get killed by the by Jakan Hagar. Oh. Damn. Why? All right. Oh, well, because, because she, she didn't listen. She well, didn't for two listen. reasons: one, she didn't make it quick yeah. and painless, and yeah. two, she failed. Right? She, she didn't kill Arya. Yeah. Um, and and a price has been played. A life yeah. must be taken. A life must be taken. But I, and I think then you're going to end up with some eventually coming to head between Jakan Hagar and Arya. Now, whether that ends in violence. Or, uh, hey, you know, I'm sorry it didn't work out. Good luck in the future. I don't know. I don't know which I way it's going to go. I think it's going to be the latter if he, if he does indeed kill the waif. Right. Uh, he'll, he'll be like, a life has been taken. The price has been paid. Get the fuck out of my sight. <laughs> but if Arya, if, and a lot of the actors in, um, that troupe, they are actually like name actors in England. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're like on like a lot of BBC shows that we don't e- watch. Even the hot chick? I don't know which ones because I don't watch a lot of BBC shows, but apparently they're very familiar to BBC viewers. So maybe they're going to be around for a while, and maybe Arya travels back with them to Westeros. Or, or it was just a a cool um, shout out to the to the English fans. It could have been just like you know Ian McShane or uh, yeah, Ian McShane was another good one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or you know the, the musicians they had when they uh, come yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, you're right. maybe Jack and Hagar is going to rip off his face and it's really Ned Stark. Yeah, there we go. Or hot no, pie. No, no, it's Stannis Baratheon. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, yeah, I, and I'm wonder. I really am wondering at this point how much longer Cersei has. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know how many mistakes. One, I mean, look, Ned Stark made one mistake in speaking with Cersei. Cersei has been screwing up on this show for years, and she's still alive. No one has gotten as many second chances as she has. Right, and, and Ned Stark honestly didn't make a mistake. He he was right. Everything he said was right. It's just that he left let his guard down. Right. Well, he made the mistake because he's a bad politician. Yeah, because he let his guard down. Yeah. Ned Stark sucked at the Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was too trustworthy. He was playing it like you should play it, rather than being ruthless. Like I said, he sucked at the Game of Thrones. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. He was the best character too. Yep. Um, All right, so let's let's just make it clear. Ned Stark was the best character. Yep. Sans Baratheon, the best. Yep. Sansa, <laughs> the best. The best character. <laughs> yep. It's true. Um, oh, the, hound, the hound. The hound. The hound. Right. The, 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 the hound. The hound. The best. The best. 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 He's the best of the best best. That's right. As you can see, this show is awesome, except for Daenerys and Arya. Yeah, except time. for Stannis and uh, Sansa. Yeah, yeah. I like it all, so. Yeah, it's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> they're all the best. Cersei's is the best. Thing. They're all the best. They're all the best. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The High friend. Sparrow. Not so best. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Walder Frey is the best. That guy is awesome. Walder Frey. Walder Frey got five bests. We got five bests, and the Sparrow is the the worst. Oh, how did Baelish is the best? Six. Six bests. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. All right. All right. We better wrap this up. We're getting silly. Yes. So anyway, this episode was fucking sweet. Oh, yeah. Um I loved almost every second of it except for the Arya scene. Yes. Um and uh yeah, I can't wait to see what happens next week. Exactly. And next week I get to say Miguel Sapochik is the director. I like saying Sapochik. <laughs> All right. Well, good for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Oh, and you know what? And can I say, as we before we leave, if you are listening to the Game of Thrones podcast for the first time, especially if you're someone that saw us at Scaricon, go to our Facebook page, leave us a message, and say how much you loved or hated us and why. We would really appreciate it. That's yes. right. Or, or email us at darkdiscussions at aol dot com, or uh, write our iTunes review would be good too. Or do all of those things: Facebook, email, and iTunes review. And or money. <laughs> Give us lots and lots of money. Buy the that- T-shirt. That too, that too, uh, and you know we prefer love, but we'll take hate as long as it's honest. And if you don't want to give us money, just refer us to someone who is filthy rich. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, I'm going to lead us out now because this is leading nowhere. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Let's let's talk about season six, episode seven of Game of Thrones. Come back next week. We'll be talking about episode number eight. 